Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Um, so we are at the top of page 240. Um, real quick, uh, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you might appreciate this. You might be the type of person who would appreciate this. Uh, yesterday, what is today? August 20th, 2021. So many 20s. Um, I went to the opening night, first night of Fump Fest in the Chicago area. Fump Fest 2021. Uh, Fump Fest is all about funny music. And, uh, mostly when I was a kid... Um, I, I would listen to funny music of various kinds. Uh, obviously, Dr. Demento played a big part in that, and he is the uh, the guest of honor at this year's Fump Fest. I have to enunciate it so clearly. Um, and uh, yeah, he's been doing this for 50 years. He has been providing funny music. Uh, you know, other people make the music, and then he plays it on his radio show, which I think is, you know, all over the place. You can stream it now and stuff. Um, but yeah, I went to the show and it's a really awesome group of people and, uh, I'm going to go again today, Saturday, and I'm going to see if maybe I can get some, some, uh, pod, uh, some episodes recorded with some guests there for this show. Um, you know, they might be like 20, 30 minutes long. I think it'll be nice to hear from some other people, other points of view about these random words that we're talking about. Anyway, uh, that's just a thing that's been going on with me recently, if you care um you should also go listen to some funny music because it's funny and we all need to laugh all right uh let's talk about the words um the the book you done it again you put the wrong word at the top of the page to distinguish what is the first word of the page it's not it says it's that it says the first word is a uh a, it's a suffix but it's not the the suffix word is actually the second word in this episode so um, I hope that that got fixed in the in the next episode or in the next uh, what do they call it next version less next issue next edition I think that's what it is. So the first word the real first word is coelacanth. It's a it's spelled fun c o e l a c a n t h coelacanth. This is the fish i mean i'm gonna read the the real definition in a second but this is the fish that i think that they thought was uh extinct and then they found it swimming around in the ocean and they said hey that fish isn't extinct uh like we thought it was it's uh it's really really real it's real it's here it's now um yeah so let's talk about the coelacanth this is a noun from 1857 any of an order of lobe-finned fishes known chiefly from Paleozoic and Mesozoic fossils. Um, and, I, I mean, did it? It, it? it must just must not have gone extinct. Like, there must have been so few of them that they thought it was gone because they, they saw fossils from the Paleozoic and Mesozoic era. When was that? I learned this at some point in my life and I forgot, but that was a long, 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 long time ago. And it has lived on this entire time without anybody knowing about it. The oceans are vast. Um, the order name is Coelacanthiformes. Um, and this is from Greek koilos, which means hollow, plus acantha, which means spine. So uh, hollow spine, I guess. Uh, and there's more at the word cave. So we'll see if we can find a picture of a coelacanth, a modern picture, not an old picture. I also think that this fish 
was in the first version of Animal Crossing. That was the only game, that was the only version I played. I assumed that it would be in other versions as well. But you would go fishing, and it was a very rare fish to find, I think. Man, I'm such a nerd. Not as nerdy as some of you, but I am nerdier than most. Oh, by the way, there's a picture of a coelacanth. How did I forget to say that? Um, you know, it looks like a, uh sort of a funky looking fish and not terribly funky looking it's just it's got some interesting uh, features it looks cool i like it i like you coelacanth let's move on to the suffix c-o-e-l-e or just c-o-e-l this is the one that the page says is the first word and again it's not the first word um it is a suffix like i said it means cavity chamber ventricle um and i guess you would pronounce it seal uh because the examples are blastoseal and enteroseal but again i don't really remember how to pronounce those words well we haven't gotten to the second one i don't remember i assume it's seal blastoseal sure that's close enough um anything interesting uh from the the the, the, the new latin uh suffix sealus which means hollow or concave uh yeah hollow Concave, cavity, chamber, ventricle. That's it. Next, we have salenterate or salenterate. Noun from 1872. Any of a phylum of radially symmetrical invertebrate animals, including the corals, sea anemones, jellyfishes, and hydroids, called also cnidarian, which starts with a C. Uh, this is from Greek, koilos, Plus enteron. Enteron means intestine. Mmm. So koilos, that's the same one from the uh, coelacanth. That means hollow. So hollow intestine? I hope your intestines are hollow so the food, which becomes poop, can go through him. Um, and Oh, and the phylum is cnidaria, and the scientific name is salenterata, something like that. All right, next we have... Uh, so that one was salenterate. This one is salenteron. Salenteron. Noun from 1885. The internal cavity of a salenterate. There we go. Next is celiac. Clearly, we're in the C-O-E section, so it's C-O-E-L-I-A-C. This is a variation of celiac without the O. Next is celum. Coelom, C-O-E-L-O-M, noun from 1875, the usually epithelium-lined space between the body wall and the digestive tract of metazoans above the lower worms. They are low, and so this is above them. Uh, Coelomate is an adjective or a noun, and coelomic, or coelomic, that is an adjective. Um, again, this, it's from Greek, koiloma, which means cavity. Uh, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Next is a prefix. Uh, I think it would be sen or seno, C-O-E-N or C-O-E-N-O. Um, and it means common or general, as in the example cenobite. Um, and we did see cenobite before, but that was the version without the O at the beginning. Um, but, uh, oh, sorry, actually... Scratch that. The example is actually senocyte. Seno, C-Y-T-E, senocyte. 
Um, our next word is actually Cenobite. That is a variation of Cenobite without the O. That's the one that I was talking about. And here we go with the word Cenocyte. I'm going to guess that it somehow means common or general, or that's going to be part of it. This Cenocyte word is a noun from 1897. 1A, a multinucleic mass of protoplasm resulting from repeated nuclear division unaccompanied by cell division. 1B, an organism consisting of such a structure. 2, it is the number one definition for the word syncytium or syncytium. And senacidic. Senacidic is an adjective. Next is, well, you know, based on the pronunciations of all these other ones, I would want to pronounce it uh, senzyme or senzyme, but it says it is pronounced coenzyme. Coenzyme. So, yeah, the spelling is similar at the beginning, but it is the word co plus enzyme. Coenzyme, noun from 1947. A thermostable non-protein compound that forms the active portion of an enzyme system after combination with an apoenzyme. Mm. I'm sure I read that before. Coenzymatic is an adjective and coenzymatically is an adverb. It is done in a coenzymatic fashion. Okay, relatedly, we have coenzyme A. It's the letter A all by itself. Coenzyme A, noun from 1947, a coenzyme C21H36N7O16P3S that occurs in all living cells and is essential to the metabolism of carbohydrates, fats, and some amino acids. And then compare to acetyl coenzyme A. Next, we have coenzyme Q, noun from 1958. By the way, the A in coenzyme A and the Q are capitalized. Uh, the synonym for this one is just ubiquinone. Ibiquinone? No, ubiquinone. I, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Next, we have coequal, adjective from the 14th century, equal with one another, as in Co-equal branches of government. Co-equal is a noun. Co-equality is a noun. And co-equally is an adverb. Next is coerce. C-O-E-R-C-E. Verb from the 15th century. Uh, starting with transitive. I think it's only transitive. Number one. To restrain or dominate by force. As in, religion in the past has tried to coerce the irreligious. And that is a quote from W.R. Ing, I-N-G-E. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. This has been a common thing in some religions. Religions in the past ha uh, has tried to coerce the irreligious. Some people are irreligious. They are not religious. They don't want to be religious of any kind. If you want to be religious, that's fine. If you don't want to be religious, that's fine. You, you got to do you. Uh, but don't try to coerce people into believing what you believe because everybody's different number two to compel to an act or choice as in was coerced into agreeing also not cool i gotta say i'm not a fan of this word um number three to achieve by force or threat as in coerce compliance a synonym for everything is the word force coercible is an adjective 
I guess that would be somebody or something that is able to be um, nudged in a different direction, usually with force or threat, something like that. Uh, this is from the Latin coercere, coercere, which is from co plus arcere. I don't know how to pronounce this word, which means to shut up or enclose. Uh, interesting. And there's more at the word arc, A-R-K. Next is coercion. Noun from the 15th century. The act, process, or power of coercing. And our last word is coercive. C-O-E-R-C-I-V-E, adjective from circa 1600, serving or intended to coerce, as in coercive power, also as in coercive measures. Coercively is an adverb and coerciveness is a noun. So, I have to reread the words and then I have to pick one um, as the word of the episode. So the words today were coelacanth, seal, I think, it's a suffix, Celenterate, Celenteron, Celiac, Selum, Sen, Cenobite, Cenocyte, Coenzyme, Coenzyme A, Coenzyme Q, Coequal, Coerce, Coercion, and Coercive. Um, this is very difficult. I did not understand a lot of the things that I read here. There was a lot of scientific stuff. Um, Coequal, what did that say? Uh, equal with another. Yeah. I like that one. I'm going to pick co-equal as the word of the episode. It's great when we can all be equal with one another. The entire world should be co-equal. 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 All right. I think it is time to read the holidays for today, September 14th. Romania has Engineers Day. In the Hindi-speaking states of India, it is Hindi Day. In the Ukraine, it is Mobilized Servicemen Day. In Nicaragua, it is San Jacinto Day. And we'll quickly check this page. In Bolivia, it is Dia de Cochabamba. Cochabamba. That is a fun word to say. Uh, all right, let's look at some fun holidays. I feel like this uh, this page still isn't showing me everything. Because I keep on hearing about, oh, well, there's this day today. And I was like, well, I didn't read that on this website that I read. Um, it is Eat a Hoagie Day. It is Gobstopper Day. Ooh, those are those. Th- so I think the word was probably invented from uh, the book slash movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and then it became a candy, which is just basically a really, really hard thing of sugar that is going to take you a long time to eat. Uh, and I used to enjoy that. And then there's jawbreakers. They're just small, go- uh, small jawbreakers, aren't they? Uh, it is National Ants on a Log Day. Raisins, peanut butter on a piece of celery. I don't understand who thought that this would make any sense whatsoever. But, um, hey, I, I kind of like it. I know some people have strong opinions on aspects of this. Are there different versions of Ants on a Log? If you put a different thing on it, would it be something else on a log? Or I don't know. Let, let's have some fun with that. It is National Coloring Day. I've been meaning to do some coloring books just because it's fun. So I think I should do that someday. It is National ooh, Cream-Filled Donut Day. It is National Live Creative Day. I don't think it's Live Creative Day. I think it's Live Creative Day. And I try to live creative every day just because I can't help it. In the UK, it is National Quiet Day. So we will be very quiet, except I'm not in the UK, so I don't 
It is Support Latino Business Day. That's good. If you can find one, if there's some in your neighborhood, go support them. It is the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's good for that. And let's just quickly check this other page. Oh, yes. Uh, we have a couple of weeks that are starting uh, yesterday. I missed uh, two weeks. It is National Eczema Week. I think some people also pronounce it eczema. That's fine. That's cool. I appreciate that. Uh, but I say eczema because that's that's what I do. Um, it is also National Jeans for Jeans Day. I feel like... Wait, 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 wait. It says it's National Jeans for Jeans Day, but it's it's a week. So is it National Jeans for Jeans Day week? It doesn't... It's something got messed up here. Um, so that's uh, September 13th to the 19th, both of those weeks slash days. Um, and then also another week that's starting today on the 14th is National Coding Week. Go learn how to do some coding on the computers. Um, and then we have to, what, what, what else we got on this day? Did we miss anything? I gotta, I gotta, oh yeah, no, that's it. We got them all. Yay. All right. I'm going to end this episode there because I can. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.